Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. I am your host, Altamash, and yes, it's been a while since I recorded, and um, there's no excuses, uh, but uh, this episode, I really wanted to kind of cover uh, and kind of talk about Chelsea's season in totality. It's not over yet. Um, they still got an FA Cup final. Um, after they took care of business today against Crystal Palace. I'll kind of cover that in a little bit here. Um, but just kind of want to talk about the season in general and kind of how everything kind of went. Um, I would be remiss to not mention and talk about the Champions League uh, bout versus Real Madrid uh, over the last couple of weeks. And um, after the first leg when Chelsea were Benzema, a.k.a. hat-trick by Kareem Benzema against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, um, they were down 3-1 going into the Bernabeu, Stadio Bernabeu, and it's it looked very bleak. Chelsea had to put on a masterclass pretty much to even have a chance. And for the first 75 minutes of that, it looked like Chelsea were going to do it. They scored a goal in the first half uh, off of Mason Mount. Beautiful finish against Thibaut Courtois, former Chelsea goalkeeper. We do not like him. Um... Uh, <laughs> As you saw during the first leg when he was getting booed every time he touched the ball. Uh, Chelsea fans have not forgotten, including me, how he wanted, how he left. And uh, so, still have a sour taste in our mouth about that. But uh, going to that second leg, Mason Mount with a really clear finish. I thought Chelsea had to get the first goal in that second leg to even have a chance. If Real Madrid scores that first goal, they go up 4-1. It's night and... Chelsea got the first goal, and Chelsea, for the first, like, 65, 70 minutes, were thoroughly dominating. Real Madrid were creating, not really even creating chances. They had a couple of movements. Vinicius Jr. is a freaking superstar, and every time he got the ball, I was really worried that he was going to do what he did in the first leg, which set up Benzema's two goals, and he's just, he's just, a, he's just a menace down the wing. And, man, he's going to be so great to watch coming in the coming years, especially at the World Cup that's coming up in November. But kind of keeping with the track of the theme, Chelsea got that first goal of Mason Mount. And then, you know, Chelsea fans, including me, were like, hey, we're in business. We got a chance. And kept it 1-0 for the first half. And obviously, they needed another goal at the very bare minimum, which they got from a Rudiger header off a corner kick that, um, to be quite frank, wasn't supposed to be a corner kick. And they scored that goal, made it 2-0, 3-3 on aggregate. And then the game was scheduled to go into extra time. And then Chelsea scored again uh, off of Marcos Alonso volley uh, from the left-hand side, which off his weak foot, right-footed into the top corner. Thibaut Courtois had no chance on that, but the refs determined um, that his hand was on, that he touched the ball and it was a handball during the making of the goal, so it did not count. Which I didn't have a problem with because I, when I saw in the replay, I was like, yeah, I can see why they gave it. A lot of Chelsea fans on Twitter were not in the same boat with me. A lot of them thought that he didn't really touch his hand or it didn't really, you know, it shouldn't be counted. It should still be a goal. But by the letter of the law, that is the rule. And rightfully so, the goal was waved off. And then Chelsea didn't have to wait too much longer. Uh, 75th minute, Timo Werner who was amazing in the previous game against Southampton when Chelsea thrashed them 6-0. Werner should have had like five goals in that game. He ended up with two. 
And Timo Werner came down the left-hand side with Kai Havertz. And right now, I think Chelsea have kind of figured out their front three. It's Werner, it's Havertz, it's Mason Mount. And those three guys right now are in top form. And they're constantly scoring and assisting each other. And it's been really fun to watch. And Timo Werner came down the left-hand side. Body fake, body fake. Shoots the ball, hits Courtois, still ends up on the far corner in the net. Chelsea go up 3-0 after 75 minutes. And at that time, they were going through on aggregate 4-3. And they just had to hold the lead for 15 minutes. But man, that cross from Luka Modric. Holy crap. Like, just amazing, otherworldly, magnificent, any adjective of that sort. Um, is appropriate for such a pass. Like, I can't even be mad that they scored on that because the pass was so good. It's unbelievable from a world-class player, one of the top, I don't know, five, six midfielders to ever play the game, if you really want to talk about it. Who's in that conversation? You know, you got Xavi, you got Iniesta, you got Zidane, and Modric is right there at that table, man. Like, that guy is at that level. And the outside of the foot pass on a dime over the top of the defense. Thiago Silva had no chance. And then Rodrigo on the little half volley from like five yards away. Puts the ball in the net. And it's 4-4 on aggregate. The game goes into extra time. And in extra time, kind of a repeat of the first leg. Vinicius Jr. down the left-hand side creating pausing problems as always. Uh, sets up Benzema with some Benzema with great movement. He was at the near post and then he stepped back a little bit to get power on the header. Uh, and he puts it past Mendy. Pretty much he shoots it exactly where the ball came from. And Real Madrid advanced 5 4 on aggregate. So, yes, uh, it, it wasn't a like as a fan of the game, just in general, I was it was it was a stupendous watch, like it was mesmerizing TV. But as a fan of Chelsea, I wasn't mad that we lost. Like, yeah, I thought Chelsea, of course, when you go up 3-0 and you're heading through on aggregate, yeah, you want to be able to hold on to that lead. And, of course, it would, it, I would be lying saying, oh, it doesn't suck that we lost. But I can hold my head up high that the team played really well. Chelsea can hold their head up high. They played really well. Thomas Tuchel made some great changes. He brought in Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who had played the previous game in Southampton. Kovacic came in, and Timo Werner came in for Pulisic. And then when Pulisic came in, he had a couple chances right at the end of regulation that he didn't take. Um, he They weren't the easiest chances in the world, but one of those, you know, if he puts those away, Chelsea go through in regulation without having to go to extra time. But sometimes the cards don't fall your way. And, you know, major props to Real Madrid. This is their competition. They've won 13 times, and they always somehow figure it out. And Karim Benzema is just been amazing this entire year. Um, he's probably leading the Ballon d'Or conversation at the moment, especially if Real Madrid somehow beat Man City after beating PSG in the round of 16 and then beating Chelsea in the quarterfinals. And if they somehow beat Man City, who might be the best team in Europe or the best team in the world, and then you get to the final, you got to face Liverpool. Like That would be one of the craziest gauntlets of teams to win Especially for the knockout stage. Because sometimes you end up getting one... You know, you might get one team that you really have really favored against. And that's not going to be the case for Real Madrid. They're going to have to face every single really, you know, top top 10 team in the world. 
um, wherever you think uh, PSG and Chelsea and Liverpool and Man City fall. But man, like major love to Real Madrid. They did it. And Karim Benzema is playing at a World Cup tracker. And now he's back with France. And they're going to be so dangerous at the World Cup even after they won. And now you get Karim Benzema added to the team. And in this kind of form with him and Mbappe, they're just going to be one of the favorites. And wouldn't be surprised if they end up winning and going back to back. But um, enough about that. Enough about the the loss. Um, it happens. <laughs> Can't be too mad. The the, the the semifinals are going to be great. Liverpool is playing as well. And Liverpool versus Villarreal. So m- major, major upset. Villarreal eliminating uh, Bayern Munich. Uh, so Liverpool has kind of got it easy. I mean, but it's not easy because Villarreal wasn't supposed to lose to Bayern. And they, so um, it's um, it's going to be uh, great semifinals. We're really looking for the Man City and Real Madrid semifinals. And then... Uh, we'll see kind of what happens. Maybe Man City, Liverpool again in a, in a in a final, like they're fighting for the Premier League. They might be fighting for the Champions League. So, and uh, history says Man City is gonna find a way to lose, and Real Madrid's history says they'll find a way to win in the Champions League. So we'll kind of see how that goes. I kind of monitor it, and obviously I will do my best to record uh, on those episodes as those games uh, come to fruition. And uh, let's transition into. You know, completing uh, forwarding with our Chelsea, I guess, sort of recap, sort of season so far episode. Uh, I want to talk about the game that just happened against Crystal Palace. The first half was, let's be quite frank with it, very boring. Um, Not really much to see in that first half. Um, Both teams really were just kind of defensive, really good shape and setup. And nobody could unlock anybody except, you know, Crystal Palace got the best chance of that first half. They got that shot with Coyote, which Mendy saved. And then the rebound, the guy was offside, but he still didn't score. So it, it was a pretty boring, mediocre first half. And then second half, Chelsea took over. Thomas Tuchel came in and made some changes in terms of the the team setup. Uh, he kept the same team on, uh, but Loftus-Cheek and Mount were playing a little you know, deeper, which ended up helping out um, them control possession. And then Ruben lost Ruben lost his cheek. Uh, scored the opener off a sweet, you know, volley with a slice of his foot, top right hand corner. It was like a missile from a little inside the box. Goalkeeper had no chance. It was a little slight deflection, but I don't think the goalkeeper was going to stop it, even if it didn't get deflected, because that was was powerful. That shot was near post with power. Goalkeeper had no chance. And then the second goal to finish off Crystal Palace was. Uh, a team of Werner assist to Mason Mount, who's scoring at will right now. And he's become uh, a goal machine recently. Four goals in his last three games. Scored uh, against um, Real Madrid as well. And Timo Werner has been amazing since that Southampton game. He's been deadly. Probably been our most uh, dangerous attacker since then in terms of just creating chances for himself, but also for the team. And just for this second chance... Um, the ball was played to him by Kai Havertz. Uh, Rudiger saved the ball. Timo Werner held up the play, then played the ball to Mason Mount, who took his first touch, which ended up getting a passive defender, and then he side-footed into the side corner. Um, just a great finish. And Mason Mount, ever since he got his little haircut, the guy's been amazing. 
And uh, he's showing kind of what he was his form last year when he was Chelsea's player of the year. And um, one of, might be one of the big differences, like in terms of if England really goes far in the World Cup, it's going to be on Mason Mount because he's kind of, he does everything very well. And he wasn't himself at the Euros. And that was might be one of the reasons that England didn't win uh, the Euro Cup. But if Mason Mount is playing at this level for England, they're going to be a real tough out for anybody. And, you know, they, they have the potential, they have the talent to win the entire thing. So, and if Mason Mount's playing like this, he's always going to be on the team sheet, one of the first names on the team sheet because he's just that good. And he's got 26 goals uh, and assists yeah, so far in the season. So even though he's been kind of at like a bad season in terms of overall, he's had really big slumps. Um, 26 goals uh, and assists this year. So he's been still filling up the stat sheets and doing it in big games. And that sets up the final versus Liverpool and that's going to be on May the 14th so Chelsea get another chance to redeem themselves they lost the Carabao Cup to Liverpool and uh, maybe this time they will take care of business and actually win a cup so and let's kind of assess the entire season as a whole right kind of wrapping this up so I think out of a 10 maybe you give Chelsea like I don't know like a seven or six and a half um they got to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Yes, they ran through Real Madrid. Probably should have still got through um, based on how they played the first 75 minutes of the second leg. But things didn't fall their way. Um, there's no there's no shame in that, right? I don't feel shame that Chelsea, you know, they weren't at the level or they just didn't compete at the same level as Real Madrid. They just, just lost to a better team. Um, and they probably, lost, they probably lost a tie in the first leg when they should have, you know, Mendy's blunder cost them uh, uh ended up leading to Benzema's third goal and the hat trick and then Lukaku had a chance in that second in that second half in the first leg uh header from like five yards out he pushes it wide Chelsea could have been 3-2 which would have been a lot better than 3-1 coming uh to play at Real Madrid but things didn't work out their way um quarterfinals of course you wanted to go finals uh semifinals at the bare minimum and that didn't happen but no shame in losing to Real Madrid but, uh, and then obviously they won the Super Cup uh, at the beginning of the year against Villarreal on penalties. And then they also won the Club World Cup. So they've got two trophies in the bag. Um, if, you know, some people do, say those don't really count. But to me, they count as trophies because uh, Chelsea, that, that means also means Chelsea's playing a lot more games than other, other teams as well because they're playing that League Cup. I mean, they're playing that Super Cup. They're also playing in the Club World Cup. So they're playing extra games um, and more travel. And so... Um, two trophies that they got. They have a chance to possibly get a third one, win the FA Cup if they do. Uh, Liverpool is trying to go for the quadruple, which they're still in position to do. Uh, they're in the Champions League. They're in the FA Cup. They already won the Carabao Cup, and the Premier League is still up for grabs. So Liverpool is going to go out and try to get that because, man, a quadruple would be absolute insanity. I don't think it's going to happen. They're probably going to lose one or two of those competitions, but somehow if they do it, they'll be insane and Klopp would you know, that would be amazing. I mean, there would be no words to describe quadruple. But um, I think if Chelsea, you know, take care of business, and hopefully they can, because Liverpool is obviously probably going to be, they are favorites, and they should be, rightfully so. They got a better team. But if Chelsea can, you know, t- uh, win that, and then, like, I think the season will be okay. And obviously there's a still the stuff going on with the owners, and currently Abramovich is still selling the team, and there's still no... Um, update as to who's going to buy the team but that remains to be seen 
And hopefully within, I think they're expecting to have some, you know, decide on an owner or a new ownership within the next maybe week or so, probably sooner, hopefully. And they'll kind of help with, you know, the signings for the summer, which will greatly help Tuchel um, build for next year and trying to compete for the Champions League because I think Lukaku's, I don't think Lukaku can play Chelsea uniform ever since that interview. I don't think he can play for Chelsea anymore. Just he had a chance today. He hit the post um, from like three yards out. Like he's just lacking confidence and he's just kind of in his own head. And ever since that interview, it looks like Chelsea's like season has kind of been derailed. But um, we'll kind of see the changes and what the ownership is willing to do because say what you want about Abramovich. He did not, he wasn't scared to spend his money. And that's what you're going to need for a new owner. If you're going to compete with Liverpool and Man City, you're going to have to be able to spend some money, ship some players out, bring some guys in, and we'll kind of see how that goes because right now Chelsea really can't talk to anybody. They can't do any extension. So nobody really knows who's uh, on Chelsea's radar. Um, but it, it remains to be seen, and we'll kind of keep post, and hopefully we can get some good signings to be able to compete and hopefully win the Premier League next year. That will wrap up this week's episode. Um, I'm going to start covering some of the NBA as the playoffs have kicked off. Currently, I'm watching in the background um, Miami versus Atlanta. And Atlanta is getting blown out by 23 points in the third quarter. But I do want to really cover that next game that's coming up after this one, which is the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets. And that's going to be a series, the best series, maybe one of the best series of all time in the first round in terms of Brooklyn Nets, if they're healthy and they have everybody, they're, they're like a top two, three seed. So the fact that they're a seven seed facing Boston Celtics, I think, you know, Boston, they got to be like, man. I mean, Boston could still win the series, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, you don't want to play Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in a seven-game series if you could avoid it at all costs, especially you're a second seed. And you're like, you know, we'll face one of the crappier teams. But it's not a crappier team. It might be one of the teams that could come out of the East. So that'll be a fun watch. Um, but that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Again, I will start covering the, uh, the NBA playoffs and, uh, I'll try to do one real soon so I can kind of cover who I think is going to win the title and then just kind of cover the games as they happen. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And on that note, I'm out.